0: My name is Amanda and I'm Kristen and
1: And we are the the extra extra sisters. sisters. So sit back, relax and let's get creepy. Welcome to episode 105. I never know how to intro that. Is it 105, (laughs) 105, 105? I don't know English but (laughs) 105 and in this episode we are going to be discussing the 1992 film Candyman but not the 2020 film Candyman
0: right unfortunately
1: yeah it was supposed to be a twofer I think I've said that like three or four times just in the past like (laughs) few months this film was supposed to be a twofer (laughs) but (laughs) everything got postponed because there's a plague it's for sure pandemic but you know man I took my mask off today after work and I looked at myself in the mirror and this was I guess the first time I've really noticed I had like the lines just (laughs) in my face I was like (laughs) man Yes. I hate this but anyways yep yeah, we're gonna talk about Candyman which surprisingly this is a classic that neither Kristen nor myself had ever seen so this is the yeah. first time you'll uh, g- yeah I guess you'll get reactions I just watched this last night so this is actually pretty like a pretty raw reaction mm-hmm. I suppose and my husband watched it with me and he'd oh. never seen it yeah yeah So one of his best friends said this was his favorite horror movie. And so he was like, Brad, you have to watch it with her. Just, just do it. And he was like, I want to go see it with you guys when you go. And I was like, well, that's never going to (laughs) happen. So I don't know what to tell you. I guess if it comes out on EOD eventually, because, you know, theaters are never coming back. But right. I don't know. But yeah, 1992 Candyman. Not at all like I thought it would be. Honestly, I guess I didn't really have any, well, I did. I guess I thought it would be Candyman, 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 Candyman. Does it, does it work if I don't have a mirror?
0: <laughs> That's a good point. He's gonna come and massacre you.
1: No, thank you. I'm just gonna <laughs> skip the fifth one. I'm superstitious.
0: <laughs> I thought it would just be he came and like stalked you until
1: he killed you, but that is not really how it... this works. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. I even watched it and I was like. Had to kind of... It was more of a thinker, I guess, than I thought it would be.
0: Yeah, it was more... It's definitely slashy. He is a slasher. You see some of it, but it is more of psychological sometimes.
1: Yeah, and it's more it's more of a long haul even though it's only an hour and a half it's not like he just shows up and starts ripping people from bottom to top it's definitely it was a
0: while before you see him
1: yeah it's and it's definitely like more mind games with his victim than it is just like showing up and and there aren't a ton of jump scares like they're there but it definitely did not feel like that campy 90s horror film you know
0: right exactly
1: which I was definitely expecting. I I knew it was going to be good because we all know the reputation that Candyman has. So I knew that it would be a solid film, but I I don't know. I just wasn't expecting what I got. And it was funny because I watched 13 ghosts and then Candyman right (laughs) after another two very different experiences. Let me tell you, this is such a sophisticated film in my opinion and mm-hmm. I know that we're not talking about it, but I am so excited to see what Jordan Peele is going to do with it. Agreed. This. Oh, my totally. God. I cannot wait to see that movie. I'm more excited now than I was
0: Agreed. Before. As soon as I finished this movie, I was like, okay, I can't wait to see what Jordan Peele does.
1: I watched the trailer to, like, put things, try to put <laughs> nice. things together, you know, because now mm-hmm. I had seen it. And so I didn't really, It the trailers are pretty vague, which I think was smart, Of Jordan Peele, because, you know, if you've seen Candyman, then you kind of already know. So he needs to keep some of it kind Mm -hmm. of a mystery. But yeah, I so I guess we can start with the plot, you know, but I think a lot of people except for us apparently have seen this film. But it starts with these two grad students that are doing a thesis on urban legends, which
0: my girls Love that.
1: Yeah, super, super cool. Now, I'm sure at this point, this has been incredibly overdone. So, if somebody was like, I'm going to do a thesis on urban legends, it'd be like, that's stupid.
0: (laughs) Right. You and every other girl this year.
1: Yeah, but it's an interesting cultural aspect of this too, because
0: Mm -hmm.
1: it's not it's an urban legend very specific to a minority part of this town.
0: And of that town. It's not like they're Specifically looking at the Hookman legend and finding where in the United States the Hookman was, like they are finding the Candyman, and he is in Chicago, where they are. Yeah, it brings it's much more intimate. It's your town, basically. You know these people, or at least someone who knows someone, which is the urban legend part.
1: Exactly, like it's only gotten around Cabrini Green. Mm-hmm. Which is that little area, which is so funny because I had heard Cabrini or seen Cabrini Green so many times because it's on my like spooky playlist that I listen to that mm-hmm. that theme is called Cabrini Green. And I, when it brought up, I was like, oh, that's what it is. That's what it's called. That's the theme mm-hmm. is named after that. And the soundtrack yes. is also just fantastic.
0: <laughs> it is really good.
1: And this is also based on The Forbidden, which is a short story by Clive Barker, who, if I'm not mistaken, also wrote Hellraiser, correct?
0: Correct. He yeah. has a crazy mind. He he thinks it's some crazy fucking shit. But yes.
1: My man. <laughs> like, and also the aesthetic of Candyman and Pinhead. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Did Clive Barker... Clive Barker was involved in Hellraiser as a film. I don't know if he was... Was he dead at this point? I don't know.
0: (laughs) I don't know if he was dead. I do know that... I don't think he was a part of this one, really. They took the book. And in the book, Candyman was actually a white guy with a long beard. So I'm assuming older. He was not a black gentleman, which is what we get here.
1: Well... Clive Barker is still alive and only
0: 68 so oh, well, there you go
1: <laughs> he yeah a lot of this must have come to him pretty young
0: mm-hmm. it did
1: yeah interesting man I want to write some of my dreams down I want to be a Clive Barker
0: dude do it
1: man I'm too lazy <laughs> that's how I feel you know it's like one of those things where like you could probably make a little bit of money if you're not so lazy but it's like eh. I'm fine but with But My couch
0: is really comfortable, so I, know, I don't <laughs> want to
1: do any extra work. <sighs> but yeah, so that's also interesting because I'm not saying you see many parallels, but just from the same mind is, mm-hmm. is cool. Also, has there been? I know where this is a little off track here, but we have the Candyman. I'm gonna say it so many times; he's just gonna come for us. <laughs> right. We have the Candyman legend here. It's very similar to Bloody Mary. Is there a Bloody Mm -hmm. Mary movie? There's got to be, right?
0: Oh, there are. I'm pretty sure they're like dollar tier level, but yeah.
1: I want a good one, though.
0: I don't think there are any. (laughs) Well, if you know of a good
1: Bloody Mary movie, email us. I think it's this one.
0: Bloody Mary as a man.
1: I know, but I want to see Bloody Mary as like a spooky nun, you know?
0: I know that they have like Banshee movies. Might be able to find something for you.
1: That's true. And when I say Bloody Mary as a nun, I mean Mary. Not none. none, that was stupid, <laughs> anyways, moving on, so that starts out with these two women who are grad students doing, like I said, a thesis on urban legends, and it brings them to the legend of candyman and I think they fell into Candyman because they were just talking to several people and it led them to these the Cabrini Green Housing Project and the legend of Candyman because there were several people that worked at the university, these janitorial staff women, who knew of people that were murdered by Candyman or had mm-hmm. you know been affected by the legend of Candyman. And so they kind of struck gold with Candyman because, I think they even say that, struck right. gold, because they it's right there. So they don't have to go to any other states or even other countries or have to really dig too far down a rabbit hole to find this urban legends roots it's right there
0: exactly but she's she's such a pompous grad student like she goes out to dinner with somebody else who also already studied urban legends and she starts going off about oh yeah i know something that you don't know and it's i have the best research ever and then he's like oh you mean candy and just fucking spouse it at her Bitch, you don't know what other people know. Calm down.
1: Oh, yeah. He schools her, too. Yeah. And you just see her eyes start to go, oh.
0: Ah, Because he knows so much more than she does at that point.
1: And by memory, too. Mm Mm-hmm. He's like, no, no. I got this. You need to sit back, little girl.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And he ends up telling her the whole story of, basically, Candyman was not a slave he was born of a slave owner and a slave and the owner decided to raise him as a normal son in society he was actually a noble basically who then ended up falling in love with a white woman and that woman's parents ended up cutting his hand off and killing him and all that fucking terrible
1: shoving a hook in there and the little nub. Uh, Yeah. yeah I really love. Now, I guess we'll talk about this, but just I was enamored every single time Tony Todd was on screen. Oh my
0: God, I love Tony Todd so much.
1: And just his voice in this too. Yes, there was his fucking voice. Yeah, there was so much like he's all, he's very seductive in the film mm-hmm. to his victims. And you can definitely like like I get it. You know, like like it, I'll
0: be your victim, hell yeah. <laughs>
1: yes sir. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming over there. Absolutely. That is not what I meant, but you know what I mean? Sure. Like, <laughs> uh-huh, uh, yes, sir. Like, uh-huh. I will definitely be your victim. The only thing about that is the way that they talk about the way he kills is super slitting you open from bottom to top. Man, hey, that's fucking.
0: Yeah. You see it a few times and it's brutal. It's not like one and done stabbing with Michael Myers. It. This is like tearing a hook through someone's back.
1: What? And at that one point too, I know this is skipping ahead. He like, you know, it's down there and it's like a little tease scene. And you're like, not like that, but it's just like, he has the hook down there and you're like, wait, 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 what, 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 what are we doing?
0: What's he he doing? We're not
1: going to rip from there. Are we? Right, Exactly.
0: And we, her, her girl areas. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. No, we don't, but it's like, Oh God, can you imagine? And it's also like,
0: yeah, no. Nobody wants to imagine that. Let's not do that.
1: I'm sorry. But yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So she's with this woman and her, our main character's name is Helen. Helen. Pretty sure her Mm -hmm. name is Helen. Yeah. And she is the one that is a little, a little full of herself, but she's also just incredibly determined. Like when they go to this housing project, it's definitely like they are the outcasts. They are definitely, this is a, I would say, you know, the, it's a housing project, but they've definitely stopped putting money into this a long time ago. It's yeah. been abandoned, neglected by the city. It's very run down, very crime ridden. They definitely stick out like sore thumbs big time. Right, right. And when they go there, they are, of course, investigating this murder that happened, and something that she says, Helen, before she goes, she calls her friend over, and she's like, look at this. This is how somebody can come in. She takes her medicine cabinet. This is terrifying, by the way. She takes her medicine cabinet out of the wall, and it just goes into the unit next to hers. Like, there's not even like a
0: yeah. wall
1: there. Nothing. You can just crawl into the unit right next to you.
0: You want to hear something scarier? Hmm. That's also an urban legend part, but it's not really a legend. That is actually, in Chicago, a serial killer killed people by going through their bathroom mirrors like that.
1: I mean, it's really smart. Mm-hmm. Also, how do you figure that out, though? I mean, are you in construction? Did you just figure it out by falling into a mirror one day? Mm-hmm. Like, that's smart. Right. Very spooky.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. I hate it.
1: Imagine just sitting in your house and then somebody walks in from your bathroom. Oh yeah, my God.
0: Okay. <laughs> Hell no. Uh-huh. That,
1: that's scarier than any horror film. Like I know that that's a lot of what horror films are. Right, or, exactly. or, oh my God. And that's what they're going to basically investigate is this crime that happened there. And so they do. And she crawls into basically this murder scene. And... There are a there's a lot of art on the walls.
0: hmm Yeah, like will. there's this beautiful painting of Candyman on the wall. Yeah. Shit like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: There's definitely artists in here. Obviously, most of what you see in the stairwell is graffiti. Yeah. But there is beautiful art in there too.
1: Right. And they also meet this woman named Anne Marie and her little baby. Anthony yeah Yeah. and she kind of talks about the night of the murder and that she's also scared Mm -hmm. just in general of living there like these people take this very seriously
0: yeah she's got her big old Rottweiler with her all the time
1: Uh uh-huh I mean it makes sense like makes her feel safe especially a single mom you gotta have something that makes you feel safe so she learned a little bit about Candyman then and then she also learned about it from that professor that schooled her on that. Hmm. Yeah. 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 That jerk. And something that's really important in this too is that there also is the part where when you were talking about, you know, basically the lynch mob that was set on him. Mm-hmm. You know, you fell in love with a white woman
0: mm-hmm.
1: and fathering a child with her. That's also kind of brought into the picture later because Helen is a white woman going into this black community. Right. And that also ties into the end later mm-hmm so that's another reason why I really like this film I thought it was much especially for a 90s horror every time you talk about 90s horror it's like you kind of roll your eyes <sighs> you're like this was not a great year for horror but when something deeper and more sophisticated and so well done comes out like this it's mm-hmm. uh, I was just it's it's really anyways we'll get there yeah. but and the bees also. I liked the bees.
0: Yeah, there were bees everywhere. That was pretty cool. Yeah,
1: It was just awful because they smeared him with honey, stolen, like stolen honey, and they stung him to death. And then his corpse was burned and his ashes scattered all along at Cabrini Green. And it's just all like, it's like that Indian burial ground feel, but just with this one horrific mm-hmm. death. Yeah. So Helen goes back to Cabrini Green and meets this boy. His name is Jake. And he tells her that a child was castrated by Candyman in a bathroom that's just kind of on the grounds there. And so she goes in. And something that she, she is very, like you said, cocky. Because she just goes by herself to do these things.
0: I mean, even this kid is like, I'm not going there. I'm not going there. He fucking knows. The lady you talked to her in her apartment, she's like, there are good people living here, too. It's not just the gangs. She knows. Your friend who went, I don't even drive on that side of town, knows. Stop being ignorant.
1: Well, the gang activity is what's scary. You don't mm-hmm. need to be alone. Like, even people that live there don't go anywhere alone. It's, the, it's yeah. just gang it's activity. It's interesting because you know? you,
0: you think that Candyman is going to be the whole scare of the movie. But actually, the... Cabrina Green and the gangs bring a lot of fear to that. The first time she really gets hurt is in this bathroom, and it's by the gang. It's not by Candyman.
1: Yeah, exactly. You think it's going to be Candyman, and so does the kid even mm-hmm. says Candyman. And they are using Candyman to instill fear because they walk in and, you know, they're holding a hook. Mm-hmm. and And now this bathroom is... Horrific! It's a horrific scene. Yeah, it's real gross. Uh, But
0: all the toilets are smashed except for the last stall, and there is feces on the wall that says "sweets to the sweet," which is the phrase that they keep saying about Candyman. It's been painted on a bunch of walls, but this is in feces. And you can you open the last stall, and there's an arrow pointing down, and in the bowl of the toilet, it's full of bees. That's
1: an um, elaborate yeah, the plan. The bee symbolism. Yeah. Yeah. And then there is the, the men come in and one of them is holding a hook to symbolize, you know, Candyman. And he just gives her, he just hits the shit out of her and you know, almost kills her. She survives it, but she knocks the fuck out and gives her a black eye. And she identifies him to the police and they believe him to be responsible for the killing of Ruthie Ann, the woman that died in that apartment. But, you know.
0: He ain't. He ain't
1: it. No. No, that ain't it. (laughs) Now, even later in a parking garage is when we finally get Candyman. So after we think, you know, Helen's like, oh, okay, well, it wasn't Candyman. It was just, you know, gang activity, and they're using Candyman to kind of be as a power trip almost. Mm-hmm. Then we get the real Candyman, and you hear his voice for the like really the first time to her, like cut right through, and she's immediately like in a trance, mm-hmm. you know? by him like you get a tear rolling down her face and you're like is she being hypnotized or is she just so enamored by this presence or like what is it just fear or what is it you know two
0: trivia pieces actually really quick virginia Madsen and tony todd were actually told by the director to take ballroom dancing classes so that their chemistry was amazing on screen which is part of that. The other part of it is interesting that you say hypnotized because Virginia Madsen was actually hypnotized before every scene with Candyman. Until it started to creep her out so much that she asked the director to stop. Like,
1: psychologically hypnotized? Yeah, he would
0: hypnotize her before every scene with Candyman. Ooh, mm-hmm. that's gross. I would not yep. be comfortable with that. Yep. Hence why she eventually was like, I can't do this anymore, it's too creepy.
1: Yeah, I do not. No. I just wouldn't want anybody hypnotizing me. You never know what's going to like come up psychologically from hypnosis. Right. No, yeah. thank you. Yeah. So he tells her that because she basically discredited his legend, he must shed innocent blood to continue his legend. Like, he's got to keep it going. So now somebody's got to die. And Helen blacks out and she wakes up. in Anne-Marie, the woman that she met at Cabrini-Green, in her apartment covered in blood and she decapitated well somebody (laughs) decapitated the dog and now the baby is missing right so and it looks like she did it and she gets arrested and her husband a professor bails her out yes he is terrible like, even before she's accused of murder. I guess being accused of murder would be one of those things where I'd be like, well, yeah, okay. But he's been cheating on oh, her the yeah. whole she time. Oh, yeah, she
0: fucking asked him about it, too. Like, oh, is there something between you guys? I, I see the looks. I-, I see her stumbling over her words. And he was like, no, there's nothing. I love you. You're my only woman. And then he, f- she ends up in a fucking institution because people think she's killing people. And he fucking just moves his little bitch on in. Gross
1: oh yeah within like a oh like a week yeah. or two she's repainting pink? the walls Bright of is bismol pink? pink So gross. Yeah. 90s man man when i the house i yeah. grew up in had pink tile bathroom oh like my walls fucking god, dude floor. our
0: parents are so the same like everything when i was growing up was that my mom still still to this day paints her nails the same pink my whole fucking life and it's like the 90s pink i swear
1: that Pepto Bismol mm-hmm. pink. Ugh. That was a that's a little bit brighter than like the bathroom I grew up in, but like just barely. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So she gets arrested, and then Trevor bails her out. And then she is back in her apartment, and Candyman comes back and then cuts her neck and she is bleeding and passes out and then her friend who she was working on the thesis with shows up and she's like trying to warn her to like go away and it's so sad because this friend like is bringing her flowers even though she's accused of murder yeah she's a good friend yeah even though she's fucking accused of murder brings her fucking flowers And she's, like, trying to tell her to leave, but she can't because, you know, she got sliced in the neck. And her friend comes inside and sees Candyman. Not for long. Yeah. He fucking kills her. And then her husband gets home and sees Bernadette dead as fuck. And unfortunately, of course, they think it's Helen. And she's being framed. By Candyman, and she is placed in a psychiatric hospital. And at the psychiatric hospital, he is with her. Candyman is, and she's like screaming, like the murderer is here. He's here. He's here. And she's being filmed, and of course, nobody can see yeah. him because they haven't summoned him. So
0: also, he's like reveling in the fact that he's making her look crazy. He like keeps oh, yeah. doing this stuff. Like, coming up, he fucking kills her therapist when she's the only one in the room. He constantly does these things to make her look insane. And that's
1: the scariest part, yeah. too. Yeah. Like, being killed is one thing, but being made mm-hmm. to look like a crazed killer, like, I think at some point you're just like, just kill yeah, me. I'm,
0: well, I mean, she gets to that point eventually where she, like... She has killed all these people, supposedly, so she has to bail from the fucking cops. She can't go to, the, to any authorities. She lost her best friend. Her husband is now with some fucking bimbo in her own home. She has literally nowhere else to go, so she ends up on a bridge just kind of contemplating that and then goes to Candyman. Like, what else do you do at that point? He's offering you immortality. It may, be, it may suck, but at least you have some sort of direction to go. Other than that, you're running from the cops the rest of your life.
1: Yeah. And then what happens after you die? Do you just go to Candyman or what? Like, honestly, is he just going to, is he just waiting for you to live? Are you just going to live this horrible life of him Mm -hmm. following you around for everywhere and making you black out and kill people? Exactly. I wouldn't
0: deal with that either. And then,
1: yeah, exactly. Like, what kind of life is it? We don't really get that answer, you know?
0: There are more movies which do give more information. I just don't know it all.
1: Yeah. And she's in the hospital for a month and then she goes to the psychiatrist and he's like, "I'll." Pr-, she's like, I'll prove it to you. He's real. And then she summons him and the fuck, and, like you said, he fucking kills him. Yeah, which
0: is hilarious because for at first we're like, oh, he didn't show up. He's not even here. And then all of a sudden the doctor like coughs up all this blood and then it's this fucking evisceration. It's, it's great.
1: Yeah, the violence oh, is pretty, pretty good. good. It's and it's not overdone. It's right. like Oh, and I pretty... love his
0: hook. Like all the bloody and mangled part that they did. They made it look really fucking good. The prosthetics.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it I I enjoyed I enjoyed all of it. Yeah. So once she's out, she takes a nurse these nurses' scrubs and she breaks out. She goes to her home, finds out that her husband is indeed cheating and now she's starting to kind of get like you know over it and so she's like call him call the hospital you know she's starting to use the fear of people thinking she's a murderer that little
0: bitch girl in the corner just crying just (laughs) holding her paintbrush i'm like yeah cry homewrecker yeah (laughs) yeah now
1: when she goes to You know, this is, like, her breaking point, basically. Everyone gets to this point in horror. Like, eventually, they're going to go after the killer, or they're going to become the Mm -hmm. killer, or they're going to go to the killer. And this is when she is, like, kind of at that point. And also, it's not just even some, like, dumb girl either. This is, like, one of his students.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you can assume... She's an undergrad working on her, or she's a grad student working on her thesis right now, who is married to an urban legends professor. She was probably that same student. That's probably how she knows that he was going to fucking cheat on her. It's probably how she got him.
1: Oh, yeah, maybe. The cycle mm-hmm. continues. Men. <laughs> so she does go to Candyman. And. She, when she goes, she goes back to Cabrini Green and seeking, she wants to, you know, confront Candyman and to try to save the baby. And when she finds Candyman, he tells her that, you know, surrendering to him will make, he'll make sure that the baby's safe and they'll basically have an exchange. If you surrender to me, I'll make sure the baby's safe and you will also be immortal. And Candyman also then opens his coat and you get to see like his, insides just and all these bees mm-hmm. and he's pouring out of his mouth and then he kisses her with these bees and the it's bees go down cool her throat yeah it's it's a very long it's kind of a long scene too it's just mm-hmm. a it's a really it as one of my favorites you get I, I like i said i just loved all of the Candyman's not on screen a ton it's no. mostly helen so mm-hmm. when you do get Candyman on screen it's a treat it's, yes it is
0: get it he is a candy man. Get it. Get it.
1: <laughs> Get it. Get it. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I would probably be like, okay. I mean, and also he even like is, is he tells her, he's like, oh, yeah, me killing you. That's going to be super painful.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Like, I'm pretty sure he says that.
0: Well, I mean, with a hook, I'm sure it can't be fun.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. It's not as like you said. It's not a Michael Myers stab. No.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's no. fucking
1: ripping skin from up to top or from down to Mm-mm. up Mm-mm. also like what if he did split women open from the nose? Mm, anyways not something Ugh. what if it's not like they're back like what if it does mean you know from and the candy man just like disappears with the baby and then helen just like wakes up and then it was a dream but it wasn't a dream you know
0: right it yeah
1: yeah And then Helen finds a mural of the Candyman and his lover who looks like Helen, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The mural and the message that was left by Candyman basically says that Helen is a reincarnation of her. It says it was always you or it's always, what is it? I don't know what it says. Yeah, it's it's something
0: like it's always been you, Helen, or something, yeah.
1: Yeah, something like that. So the Candyman promises to release Anthony if Helen helps him basically make Cabrini Green it's terrified of him again. Right. He wants so, it to be
0: his cathedral. Yeah. I
1: I hate. I know he's not a god, but like, <laughs> what makes you worthy of worship? Come on. Right. Anyway. So Candyman tries to immolate Helen and the child in a bonfire but backfired
0: yeah well literally he he gets fucked (laughs) and she gets her back on fire
1: yeah so helen saves anthony but she is burned up and dies and the residents all go to pay their respects at her funeral and it's really cool because she's like already being put to the ground and it's pretty much wrapping up And no one's at her funeral because they think she's all a wicked murderer. Yeah. Nobody loves her, at least, or actually did. Yeah, exactly. And then you just see this line of these, all of the residents from Cabrini Green going to pay their respects.
0: Yeah, which is so cool.
1: And they drop a hook into her (laughs) casket. Yes. Yeah. And they just toss the candy Candyman's hook because they're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Thank you.
0: And it's like now seeing that she's some sort of saint to these people at Cabrini Green, her bitch ass douche husband is now like, I miss my wife. I need oh to my cry.
1: God. We have this whole scene in the bathroom God. where he's just like mourning his Ugh, wife. My
0: favorite part of the movie kill him.
1: Yeah, dude. Like <laughs> he's like, Oh, Helen. And he's like crying while his girlfriend is like, Dinner will be ready soon. And then uh, Helen's spirit appears and kills him with a hook. And <laughs> yeah, his girlfriend finds his body.
0: Yeah, which is so good because you're, you're right. He's sitting there, Helen, Helen. And he finally says it five times and she shows up.
1: Yeah. Oh, Helen. <laughs> and then as the credits begin, in Candyman's, like, where his lair was, there's a new mural of Helen on fire, applying that she's now an urban legend herself so it's all basically come full circle for her yeah except now she's also like this vengeful spirit or maybe it was just that one time with her husband maybe she's like at peace and just needed to do that one thing I don't know
0: well, I mean she easily could have gone to kill his girlfriend too she only killed him so
1: yeah well I mean the I'm just saying like yeah women shouldn't sleep with married men but the men are the ones that are married so or the exactly. women are the ones that are married if it's the man so yeah like don't sleep with married people but also like it's it's more the person that's married mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like <laughs> if if I'm single and I didn't know not that she didn't know but like Fright. that's still more your fault than mine
0: you met his fucking but. wife bitch back up
1: also that yes
0: All right. ready for some trivia I'm ready. All right. Tony Todd was stung twenty three times over the trilogy of these movies. He actually made a deal where he got a thousand dollars from each bee sting.
1: Twenty three thousand dollars? Yes. Just like, things. Sting
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean obviously he already had like good money from that, I'm sure, at least in the second one to come back, but Oh yeah. The bees were bred specifically for this movie, actually, because they needed bees that would only last 12 hours. That was the length they'd be around. And they needed to be adult, basically, from the start with a stinger showing without a powerful sting to it. So these were bred very specifically for this movie.
1: That's some dedication by Mm -hmm. Mr. Tony Todd himself, because... So I watched this beekeeper and like you can literally, if bees are docile, literally like scoop them up. Like if you're relocating them and they won't sting you. So they must have been super pissed. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like they must have been really putting them through it. That's sad. Those poor little bees.
0: Right. Virginia Madsen didn't know about the scene where the hook comes through her medicine cabinet. Her fear in that scene is actually real. So we didn't specifically talk about it, but there is a scene where she does say Candyman and... Tony Todd's hook comes through the medicine cabinet and she did not know about that.
1: I hate people being too brave. If somebody tells you not to do something, like say something Mm -hmm. five times, don't do it. Exactly. I'm not. I would, that's you. You would not catch me being like bloody Mary. (laughs) No, no,
0: I agree. I was not that kid. People were like, let's go in the bathroom and play bloody Mary. I'm like, have fun. Okay. So
1: I, would go in but i wouldn't say it i'd be like if you cease i'll stand in the dark and i might cry but i'll stand and here. i might
0: cry yeah i didn't like the dark fair me either all right last and most important piece of trivia the hallway parts were actually filmed at cabrini green so the producers had to make a deal with the ruling gang to put them in as extras to ensure that the cast and crew were safe during that Even so, a sniper put a bullet through the production van on the last day of filming, but thankfully nobody was injured.
1: Okay, the crow.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so Cabrina Green, a real place, not just a set for this film. It is, or at least was, I don't know if it has been destroyed or at least people don't live there anymore. I don't know that, but I know at least in 1992 it was a terrible, terrible, terrible gang place.
1: I knew that even before this that they wanted Eddie Murphy to do this, but they couldn't afford him.
0: And he was too short. (laughs) I read that in trivia, too. Yeah, Todd's 6'5", Eddie Murphy's 5'9", and they're like, no, you're short. 6'5"? 6'5", dude.
1: Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's intense. There also was quite a bit of controversy that the film was depicting racism and stereotypes
0: yeah i do remember hearing about that in that actually that horror noir on shutter they were really talking about how people were upset that Candyman, as a black male was going after black people at cabrini green and i mean it's just because that's where he died unfortunately and that's where his ghost was but people were pretty upset about it yeah
1: interesting i'd be interested to i need to watch that I've been meaning to. That and the the Cursed Films has been on my list to watch. So it currently has a 62% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes and a 75% critic consensus on Rotten Tomatoes.
0: I'm super surprised that's not higher for how I thought people felt about it.
1: Well, it also doesn't have probably as many reviews as you might think think it does it's got 68 critic scores and one hundred and thirty-four thousand audience scores so i know the audience score is high but the critic one's not yeah. quite as high as you might think it would be so
0: yeah especially because i remember growing up hearing that candyman man it's the scariest movie ever you're never going to be ready for it and then i just never got around to watching it and it wasn't the scariest movie ever i don't granted I was a kid then so who knows it would have been terrifying it's definitely bloody
1: yeah no I I really enjoyed it like I said I was definitely ready for I've watched some a lot of movies you know during spooky season and I really enjoyed it because it was different it was Mm -hmm. a slashery because he's killing people but he's also making people kill people and he's what is he he's not like. I guess Mm -hmm. he's a spirit, but he's also just a legend, but he's a true legend because it's happening and it's just so different. And like I said, I just cannot wait. And I think that if I saw that there was going to be a Candyman remake and it was done by just, let's just say Blumhouse was doing a Candyman remake, I'd probably be like, are you fucking kidding me? But now that I now knowing that Jordan Peele has it, I am super stoked.
0: Mm -hmm. Agreed.
1: So now he's
0: producing it. I don't know if he's directing it, so maybe oh, a grain th- of salt but i think
1: that them pushing his name on it so yeah. much is gonna have some i
0: yeah. think
1: that he's gonna make sure that it's done I well i sure hope so yeah yeah so i think him having a hand at it is gonna be done well and it's also gonna be done in a sensitive manner yeah. too and i think that it's going to i is and i think tony todd's coming back
0: isn't he he is i'm so fucking excited okay but we haven't graded this one
1: hold on real quick is he coming back as Candyman, or is he just coming back for cameo I, uh,
0: I feel like he's coming back as Candyman. oh thank god but i know they were keeping it like on the down low for a long time so maybe i'm wrong
1: interesting i'd but- give this one a four Sorry. Yeah,
0: No, I agree. Definitely a four. But yeah, who else is going to be key in a man but Tony Todd? Come on. Come on, people.
1: But yeah, Especially because it's not like, first of all, this wasn't even like, it wasn't like this was the 70s or even early 80s. I mean, yeah, the 90s was almost 30, like 91 was 30 years ago. But I mean, he doesn't like, it's not, you it's can not make like he's someone old and look, in a wheelchair. <laughs> exactly. You can make someone look like they haven't yeah. aged that much. I mean. They could probably pull that off. And also they could probably tie some sort of story into it. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what they do with it. It'll be super interesting. And I'm pretty sure it's a remake, not a retelling. I don't know.
0: Again, I don't, I know. don't know that much. I've been trying to keep my rating of Candyman also on the download because I want to be surprised when I go in. So
1: Same. It's always more fun to not know than to mm-hmm. know what you're getting into. So, no, I totally agree. I'm trying to go in blind because <laughs> I want to be surprised. Exactly. All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed our discussion of Candyman and well, I guess you'll get a separate Candyman review as a hype whenever it does come out right now. It's looking like it is 2021, but we're kind of waiting to see what will happen with COVID and you know, right theaters. I know some things are coming out, but I think these big ones will not come out until they can get their full release because one, they need to make their money back. And two, it deserves the hype. So you know, we'll see when this comes out. You'll get a full episode on Candyman 2021, hopefully. Mm-hmm. So, you can find us on all of our social medias. Everything is the Extra Sisters podcast except for Twitter, which is at the Extra Sisters. You can always email us over at Gmail. It is at the Extra Sisters at gmail.com. And then, thank you so much to our patrons over on Patreon. We just thank you so much for hanging out with us this year i know it's been a weird year and we appreciate your contribution to keeping this going if you would like to join our little patreon family it patreon.com slash the extra sisters podcast
0: and next week starts our halloween so our first episode is there are ghosts around us all the time most of them don't want to hurt us but there are exceptions till then stay creepy